0: You're the host man we're all hosts no you're like the primary host okay how's it going guys <laughs> hey man how's it, how's it going co-hosts <laughs> it's going pretty good main host are we just going to refer to each other as co-host and main host i think so okay what's she <laughs> is he the coco host <laughs> he's the coco host yeah Remember
1: me. Was that a bad joke? <laughs> so, so stupid.
0: Uh, Coco Host, what's up, man? Hey. Oh, why do you sound so down?
2: I mean, you know.
0: Things happen, right? It. swings?
2: Yeah. It's
0: all good. still go- get its energy back, right? Yeah. Coco Host will come back. Coco, Coco is a sad
2: movie, so I have to be sad huh.
0: Oh, it's somber. Did you cry more? During, is Coco the most you've cried during a, a Pixar movie? 100%. Pixar, no, Really? No questions asked. Yeah.
2: Mm, Pixar, yes. Movie, no. Okay. I, yeah. I cried more what? during Dragonheart. Dragonheart? Yeah. What's Dragonheart? It's a movie in which Sean Connery has like a dragon. And then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, he has to kill the dragon. So he has to stab the dragon through his heart to let him be free or something like that. And I was a child. I just, I just Googled it. It doesn't look good at all, dude. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was a child, and I watched it in the theaters in Florida and cried hysterically so much so that people thought my parents were abducting me. So, Dang, yeah.
0: that's crazy.
2: Yeah, I've always been in touch with my emotions. What can I say? Yeah,
1: man, I feel like I'm right there with you, buddy.
0: I think we're all criers during movies. Yeah, the more for the so most part.
1: I like happy moments. That really gets to me. Yeah.
0: What was a happy moment in in Coco that got to you? Was it the ending or was there a certain part of it that like broke you?
1: It was just like the lead up to him finding out who's real, who's real dad was in that like underbelly when he, when he fell into like that pit. Yeah. And then like, and then at the end when he's like singing to to his grandma, just lost like just leading up to it just losing my mind i always joke that there should be a disclaimer for that movie like in the beginning you will cry like a little bitch (laughs) like you've been warned because like if you watch that for example i've heard people are watching it on on a plane not the best choice to watch on a plane for me anyways i would lose my mind so yeah like yeah that movie literally just we and Kara watched it together and we were just like not ready. And it was just, we like looked at each other, at each other and we were just bawling. <laughs> it was so bad, man. I think
0: Kara is actually the person that, no, it was definitely you that were just like, I cried like a bitch during that movie. Oh, 100%. I was, I was, yeah,
1: yeah. It was, it was not, it was like the worst I've cried in a long
0: time. It was so good, though, man. I need yeah. to watch that again. I haven't watched it in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to our uh, to our isolation update. Gabby, what part are we on? Because I was wrong last time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on. I amended it. I'm now, sorry b- because we took the week off. I don't remember. Uh, let me check real quick. I think I we're on say seven. We're, I on think s- we're on seven.
1: We're on seven now. Yeah, we're on seven.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I I was uh I didn't get a chance to apologize in the air last time, so I recorded a little uh interlude. apologizing to you and to all of our listeners so i'm sorry again it's all good man
1: i just just knew i just didn't want to push it on air you know make you feel bad but i appreciate yeah well you should have pushed pushed
0: it on air you should have you should have pushed it on air more (laughs) because it would have just been that much sweeter for you when you realized i was wrong
1: yeah no it's all good
0: um yeah so welcome back to week seven of isolation we took last week off um just Due to a lot, I think all of us have a little bit of uh, of, um, of stuff going on. Just you know, we've been we've been producing a lot of podcasts and stuff like that. But outside of that, even just a lot of world events that are that are you know very um, concerning in a lot of ways, but also using the the opportunity and the time for us to be able to kind of grow individually. Um, and just learn a little bit more about what is happening and why things are happening the way that they are happening right now. So, you know, I think all of us spent a little bit of time this week just reflecting on kind of, um, you know, the protests and just kind of the state of the world and how we kind of play into all of that and what could what could we be doing better as allies to all of the all of the the prominent voices that are being heard right now. So, um, I think. You know, hopefully, every listener right now took the opportunity over the course of the past week to do the same. But for us, I think it was definitely a, a good, it was a good week off to just kind of consider where we're at and, and maybe focus on some more important things rather than updating. You know, where we're at in scrubs or, or, or what video game we played last week. So we appreciate you guys listening in and tuning in this week, and um, we encourage you to, to to do the same. Spend some time learning about some of the issues that are that are um, are, are being featured almost every day in not only the news cycle but just in the in the lives of many people that that are near and dear near and dear to us so spend that time do that research um and yeah other than that we're gonna dive in today because we actually do have a lot to talk about because outside of our own self-reflection we actually did have a lot of stuff that had come up that we were obviously excited about and um some stuff got pushed back so this is a good opportunity for us to kind of go back and talk about maybe some of the stuff that we were excited to discuss last week but um got kind of put on hold so the big the big one really being uh the playstation 5 event which we will get into later in the show but first and foremost let's do what we've done seven times over (laughs) seven times including this time over uh what's your update dudes what are what are you guys doing how was your week Is there anything that stood out to you? How were your weeks?
1: Yeah, um, I'm just trying to reflect now and remember what I did. I know I started Central Park. I even watched the most recent episode, episode three, uh, yesterday, um, which has been pleasantly really good Um, because I haven't really watched a lot of Bob's Burgers. So I'm really into Central Park right now. I've been watching it with... With my wife, Kara. My um, <laughs> wife. Um, I also started watching, uh, or I guess caught up on the two episodes of this game show, this new game show that started called Game On. Um, it's hosted by Keegan um, from, like I guess... You Keegan, know, Keegan, Michael
2: Key.
1: Yeah, yeah, Keegan, Michael Key. Um, and it's like uh, Gronk is on it, uh, Venus Williams is on it, and Bobby Lee... Is one of the uh, I guess people on the show one of the regulars? And I forget the Shane, if you can, if you remember the the
2: other comedian's name. Do you remember his name? I don't remember his name. Uh, remember of my head right now. Off the top of my head, I don't remember his name, but I know what he does. Like I know what he's famous for.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna Google it real quick while I keep talking. Um. But, or if you want to do that for me, that'd be great. Um, essentially, it's a game show where it's, it's sp- Venus.
2: Yeah, sorry, go ahead. His name is Ian Carmel. And he's okay, a yeah. co-writer for The Late Late Show with James Corden.
1: Okay, cool. Um, so it is a game show where it pits uh, uh, Gronk versus Venus. And then Gronk has Bobby Lee as the comedian. That's his partner throughout the whole series. As well as uh, Venus has... Uh was it Michael you said? What? What was the comedian's name? Michael, right? Uh his name is uh Ian. <laughs> <You're> Ian <way laughs> I'm my way up. Uh, has has Ian as as uh the partner for, for Venus throughout the show. And then each episode has a new guest star on each team. So like the first episode was um it was uh J.R. Smith and I'm trying to remember the other one. Do you remember what it was, Shane?
2: Uh, it was J.R. Smith, and it was. Uh, there's another episode two was yeah, Demi Lovato it, and it was Ronda. Gabriel Iglesias. Yes, Gabriel Iglesias. Yes,
1: it was. Yeah, and then episode two was uh, Ronda Rousey and um, Demi Lovato were the guest stars, and as well as there's other guest stars throughout the show um, that make appearances for like different games and stuff like that. So that's been pretty fun to watch. Uh, it's just light and just like a good time. Um, I watched mercy uh just mercy uh just to like get into the whole like educational opportunity for myself just to learn more about i guess um the whole black lives uh matters movement uh, which was actually surprising a really good movie i also cried during that movie um other than that same old getting dubs with shane on call of duty which has been a blast um this past Couple weeks as well. We were able to have the privilege of uh, going over to Ortega's house, which was really, really nice. I like. I really reflected on that night. The other, like the day after, it was just like much needed. I feel like it hasn't happened in a while due to all the stuff that's happening with COVID and stuff. So like, huge, huge thank you, man, for having us over. Just a really good time. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to have some more hangouts throughout the summer. But overall,
2: pretty solid slow fun couple weeks but yeah for me i've um it's been an interesting couple weeks uh number one my face is broken out severely uh no way really yeah so i feel like i'm in grade 10
0: uh all over again um is that like a summertime thing or is that just like a now thing no it's just a now thing i know a lot of people break out during the summer yeah it's just a now thing
2: do you think it's stress-related? Because I know it can happen from stress. Uh, I, I, I think so. Like, I think it's a lot of, of stuff on my mind about, like, the recent events and everything in the world. And, like, it's I've been thinking about it a lot. So it's it's been weighing heavily on me. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of that. Um, but outside of that, I also still need a haircut. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I have been watching a lot of TV as per usual. I've been watching Game On as well. That's why Gabby kept asking me about it. Uh, it's hilarious and great. Uh, I booked a cabin next week. So I will be going to uh, near Bon Echo, canoeing out onto a uh, cabin on a nice, president island and spending a couple days there as a little bit of a retreat um getting away from the city for a bit trying to clear my mind which will be nice really looking forward to that Courtney and me booked that so that'll be fun uh and then we have another cabin booked in september so really trying to make the best of this time and yeah we did the outdoor barbecue at ortega's which was nice uh just a lot of that cleaning spending time with the nephew had the nephew over we got him a little plastic pool so i was pouring buckets of water on him and stuff like that that's funny yeah. Kara's
1: parents actually just bought a plastic pool for uh my girls too and they were at the at their house the other day in the pool yeah that's really cute
2: yeah so we've been doing that uh it's it's awesome it's you know there's there's one thing that you know really helps bring you through the whole isolation and all that jazz. That's like people you care about, obviously. So, yeah, it's been luckily recently more access to people I care about. Um, I went down and saw Josh, who's one of my friends who I haven't had contact with in a, about over a year, but I've known him since grade one. Nice. Man. Uh, How did that go? It was good. It was really good catching up and seeing each other. Uh, he pledged that he's going to play the new halo game. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> nice. Looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, that's really it. Like, I, there's nothing super crazy going on. It's kind just of like. Dubs, just getting dubs, man. Just getting dubs. Yeah, yeah just, uh, you know, wrecking crew. I've, I've been putting yeah. up a lot more kills and damage than normal in Call of Duty, which is great. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling really good. I feel like I'm in a, a really good place personally. Well, let's- Must be having a good teammate. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about life. I'm feeling really good personally in life. Uh, Teammate in life too, but You're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Courtney is a great teammate in life. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, it's been great. It's been, uh, been, well, great is an overstatement. But all things considered, it's going well. That's good, man. I'm glad. Yeah. How about you, Daniel? Daniel?
0: i didn't do anything nice. no i wasn't even nice, at the barbecue man. to be honest with you
1: oh i guess it was i didn't know you had a Ghost. i had a stand
0: i had a stand oh
1: a stunt double <laughs> yeah it's stunt double it was bad age. i had my other
0: i had my, my other dog i had my other dog support
1: oh nice man yeah, that's why
0: he was so hus- that's why I was so hospitable and kind
1: oh really yeah, he makes generally, he it generally
0: he does, dude. He's so He's right in front of me right now. Uh <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, dude, it was honestly, it was great seeing you guys. So I haven't seen uh, I saw Shane very briefly on a surprise social distance visit a couple weeks ago, and I had some beer of his that he picked up from me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and Garris uh, ate a whole bag of treats. And then Jared you saw it me for, for a brief treats. second too when I dropped off wings. Be I did.
0: You blessed me with some very, very delicious chicken wings. Uh, I have some photos that will be up on Instagram later. Uh, they're not gonna be. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, there were uh there's was, there's was, it was relaxing. I actually was on vacation this week, so I didn't really do much. I had some errands to do with, you know, getting my car fixed. Apparently my car broke down while I wasn't using it for the oh last week Oh my three god, months. really? Yeah, so I had uh, I had a chip in my windshield, and it turned into a shatter in my windshield, so I had to go get that service, and then today I had to go and service my car for something else, so oh, it honestly, it was one of those, like, vacation weeks where I did more chores than I did anything else, but... A
1: lot of, of catch-up, eh?
0: Yeah, but honestly, for the most part, it was really, it was, it was relaxing. I went out and hiked by the creek and, and by your place, actually, Gabby. Nice. Um, so that was nice, and then just, you know, barbecued a couple times, obviously had you guys over, had some good discussion about sports coming back, and some of the other stuff that's going on in the world so it was good to just kind of see you guys and just hang out drink some beer or our, our, you know significant backlog of beer that's been building in my home for the last two years is finally yeah. getting worked on which is awesome i'm so happy um and then just uh just wrapping up some other games so we finished the last of us this week obviously for those of you that have listened to part four of the last of us podcast we're getting close to the end of that the last of us is less than two weeks away now which is super exciting um, and then just trying to wrap up Final Fantasy 7 um, before the Last of Us 2 comes out. So I'm on the last chapter of Final Fantasy Final 7 Fantasy Remake. So at some point over the course of the next couple of days, I want to beat that.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, and then I think that's it. Oh, and I started watching um, some of David Simon's non-The Wire series on HBO. So I, I watched Show Me a Hero. Uh, I'm going to try to watch Treme uh, again. I watched it Quite a quite a while ago, but I haven't watched it since.
1: Yeah. And
0: then watching Generation Kill again, so just kind of just refreshing on uh, on David Simon, who I think is a great storyteller and just does a really really great job of creating very very dense but very meaningful uh, miniseries. So I'm just trying to take full advantage of of, of watching all of those. And nice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, everything honestly feels like it's on pause until the Last of Us Part Two right now. So I'm just I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. Just until next Friday, and then, and then uh, that'll be it for me. That'll be uh, that'll be my big finale
1: for the rest of the year. That's it.
0: No, I'm excited about a lot of other <laughs> stuff. Cyberpunk. I'm. I'm just teasing I'm, I'm you. Are you? I, I'm super excited about uh, <laughs> uh, Cyberpunk <laughs> and a couple of games that are coming out in the fall, but they're obviously still a little bit of ways away. So it's uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: You bringing up Final Fantasy Seven reminded me that I started like briefly just flirted with Final Fantasy 9 again on Xbox through Game Pass which was surprisingly considering that game came out 20 years ago I remember a lot of the beginning which was really cool to like experience that um I was also really high so it was fun going down that memory lane cuz I was in grade 9 when that game came out so and also I've been re- watching again a lot of the Simpsons I was sharing that at your house I feel like season 6 is a solid solid season of of episodes but yeah man good stuff all around
2: yeah man good stuff all around oh today i made a burrito i've been perfecting my burrito my toasties quesadillas i've been really upping my cooking game as well making sauces from scratch and stuff like that as well just trying to follow in the uh the gabby footsteps there so of what? What are you talking about? Making your own sauces and shit. Fr- oh body.
1: Yeah, I actually made chicken wings today. Cool man. <laughs> well, I made a
2: burrito, dude. I we asked
1: Kara's mom to because uh, she went to Costco today. Yeah, to get your chicken wings. We yeah, to see if it's chicken wings. So all everywhere we go, go everywhere go, where we go, there's chi- there's no chicken wings. Like every time we do Instacart off of like blah or anything, no chicken wings. Um, the. I had to go to a butcher to get chicken wings this week, which has been a bummer because Costco, best bang for your buck, one hundred percent. You get the most wings for the asked least me, amount dude, of money. I'm the plug. Okay, well, get get your get your mom to come through again, and I'll deliver some wings. Yeah,
2: that's lit.
0: So we mentioned earlier that we took a. I mean, during the week off, there was some stuff that we were pretty excited to talk about, um, both rumor mill and just stuff that we know was on the way. So, play, uh, Sony finally decided. Before I get into that, sorry, Sony initially had talked about uh, PlayStation UK magazine being a reveal for the console, or at least finding out a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be a dud of, of in some ways because it was actually just about games that were going to be featured on the PS5. Which we found out some some you know some small information about about some of the games, but nothing really revolutionary that I think we were quite expecting. But uh, very shortly after, within kind of our prediction timeline, we found out that Sony was going to. Give us a full look at PlayStation 5 on Thursday, June 4th, I believe. Um, and then because of everything that was happening in the world, rightfully so, they decided to push it back about a week. Um, at the time, we didn't know it was a week. That was actually just confirmed today. Um, but they pushed it back a week. So we will be hearing about the PS5 on this coming Thursday, which is only a few days away, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been some rumors of some stuff that will be announced, as well as some some leaks um, I'm not going to dive too much into that because I would love for us to be able to talk about it, um, you know, speculation um, without having to to reference some of the leaks that we've seen, as well as, uh, you know, just keeping it um, clean for our listeners. I don't want you guys to get spoiled by some of the stuff that might be circulating because I think there's something that. There's a lot of people that are out there rampantly spreading rumors for not only The Last of Us, but also just for some of, I guess, Sony's um, secrets that they don't necessarily want to be out in the public. So I think it'd be doing everybody a disservice if we just reveal those to them here on a a very modest podcast. So let's keep that for for Thursday. (laughs) We're so modest. So modest. Um, Okay, so PS5 uh, Thursday. It looks like it's going to be at 4 p.m. Um, There are some other things happening this week, so before we talk about PlayStation 5, Destiny will get uh, a next chapter reveal, which will be the first time that we're hearing from Bungie since leaving Activision, I believe. Um, So this is going to be pretty exciting to see what kind of path they're going to carve out for themselves with the Destiny expansion, now that they are not under uh, uh, distribution via Activision. So that will be tomorrow. And then next week, EA also had their play conference scheduled for the end of this week, but they have also pushed it back an additional week. So essentially everything has just basically been pushed back a week but we are going to get a, a ton of gaming news in the in these next couple of weeks that mm-hmm. i think all of us are pretty excited about because we're feeling that that absence of of e3 in early june we're usually well it's know, right
1: now e3 would be starting to
0: 100 it would have been or tomorrow. today so, today right today's monday today it would have been today yeah today would have been the conferences that we're used to seeing so we're not we weren't getting one from sony anyways Um, but obviously not getting them from all of the other uh, folks that participate in E3 uh, is also kind of a bummer. So we're going to get a ton of information in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Super exciting. Um, But yeah, let's dive in. I mean, do you guys want to talk about Destiny or do we want to just kind of... I don't really have anything to speculate. I think we're going to see an expansion and really Mm -hmm. that's it. I
1: think it'll be an expansion as well. Um, I guess best case scenario, you might see it on PS5. So who
0: knows? Yeah, I think that'll be a big uh that'll be a big question mark is, you know, are they going to continue to expand on what we see on PS4 and Xbox 1 uh with Destiny or are we going to see some sort of Destiny jumping generations to the PS5 and launching maybe with with the new DLC in September or November whenever we see the new consoles?
1: I really hope so. I really hope so. I hope really hope they get a like a spec bump or whatever like a like I guess their smart delivery or, you know, just upscale to the current gen or next gen, whatever you want to call it, consoles whenever they release, because that would be really cool. Because if they are releasing an expansion in the coming future, I would assume if Destiny 3 is in the works, it's probably going to be a year or two away from actually coming out. So it'd be cool to get uh, 60 frames finally on a console or better graphics. So that'd be nice.
0: I think Destiny is probably the most set up for like the the fact that they already have infrastructure on Stadia um like yeah. in terms of being able to like up their game up a little bit and just you know bump it to 60 frames or bump it to 4k if they really needed to like just polishing it off for the new consoles i think they're pretty well set up for that so mm-hmm. i i agree with you gabby i think we'll see i think i think bungie will be one of the first developers to really push for um a cross-generational jump in terms of something that they've built a really great platform for on the current generation so Excited! I'm excited to, to to learn more about it tomorrow. It may not. I still haven't played last year's expansion, but I we played a lot of Destiny too when it first came out. We probably clocked about three hundred or four hundred hours, yeah, uh, into that game. So we've got a, a pretty. We've invested a lot for us to not be at least a little bit interested in what's coming next from Bungie. For sure.
2: For why? Sure. Why did I stop playing Destiny again?
1: Honestly, what? I don't know
2: what happened.
1: I, I honestly don't remember. Did it get? I think too- we
0: were having. We got we got we were having trouble with the raid I think as a collective and then I think it just eventually just kind of fell apart when well, all I think Shane beat the raid with
1: with me I think he was one of the people that beat beat uh, yeah. with me I think
2: it was when it had to get to like light levels or something I no think...
1: it wasn't that I don't think it was that I think you just lost interest because we we because you never played the expansions after the main but, base game of destiny two no. just, i think it became a little repetitive for you and then you just lost interest yeah that's probably. my guess
2: that's usually yeah. the way it goes with me
1: yeah for sure <laughs> yeah i'll be tuning into the to the to the destiny Two uh stream when i'm at work tomorrow so
2: yeah I, I definitely want to catch that for sure i just want to see what it'll be i mean i know Sea of Thieves has a framework for next gen already that they're like the the plan of for Sea of Thieves as far as I understand it is they're not even trying to Create another Sea of Thieves. They're just gonna bring it over to the next generation, and they have a roadmap for that and what they want to put out on that. So I'm wondering if Destiny is gonna take that same sort of approach for the next little bit because they don't have that Activision backing. They're not looking at making a uh, a whole new game on a new engine. They're just looking to kind of keep releasing incremental updates to expand the the universe on the next gen. I wonder if that's the way that gaming is gonna go. Is that more that sort of style rather than the number two number three number four number five Mm -hmm. maybe only when there's like new engine tech or something like that you'll get the new uh version i wonder if we're gonna see that with halo infinite when that comes out as well not to hijack the conversation
0: no but i I think it's valid because if you think about the way that they first pitched destiny like destiny was supposed to be a 10-year project Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't supposed to have incremental sequels the way that it eventually had incremental sequels but that's where i'm really interested in the way that bungie's going to take it because if their original vision was for for destiny to be a 10 year long project then if any of that was influenced by activision's bottom line then they're now free of that so we're really going to get to see i would hope that we get to see more of what bungie had envisioned destiny to be with the shackles off a little bit i don't know if we will but I think that there's there's promise there. I think that you know, Bungie is a very very talented developer. They're behind Halo, as you mentioned, Shane, but they've also done some really really great work with refining and changing Destiny and making it one of the most played games um, to the point where you know we're two, we're two or three years removed now from Destiny Two coming out, and we're pretty excited about just you know a reveal of DLC. We're actually getting a dedicated event to it, which is something that we don't see happen very often.
1: Yeah, and I, I was mentioning to this to you like a week ago like, prior to them... I I swear to God, it was prior to them revealing that they were going to have this event. Like, I just had this inkling that Destiny 2 was going to re-enter our lives in some capacity. Because I was the only one who actually did buy Shadowkeep, the most recent expansion. And I played it by myself, thinking people would buy it. But no one did. So I ended up stopping to stopping to play it. But, like, if we treated Destiny 2 the way we... we played to the division, like I can see myself logging on and playing with you um, night, er, 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 um, like on any given night. Cause I love those kind of games. So I am excited to see what they reveal tomorrow. So yeah, should be, I think should what be, makes yeah it should be, it be a fun one.
0: I think what makes it tough is like when we get into I don't know if I have enough room in my life to be able to, en- like, engage in two games of the Division or, or Destiny's stature because they yeah. require a lot of investment. Like, the way that we were going back to the Division over the course of the past three months, like, we were spending, what, maybe eight, eight nine hours a week? That's that's a single-player campaign mm-hmm. in most games that we're right. investing into a game that we're going back to that we have already spent, you know, 400 right. hours playing, right? So, to have two concurrent games at the same time, I don't think I would get an opportunity to... You know, I've started Breath of the Wild again. I wouldn't get an opportunity to beat Final Fantasy VII and maybe play some of those other games that I've really been enjoying, having an opportunity to play The Last of Us so close to its launch. They're just, they're very demanding. Like, they require your attention and they require you to go for back sure. and feel, you know, feel that like you have to participate in every new event that comes out. And that's tough as a completionist because if you miss an event, you feel like you've missed out on being a completionist for the entire game and that just doesn't sit well with me. So it's kind of tough to chase <laughs> that. Yeah, um, for sure. Right. And that's
1: why that's why I might take it I might do the whole seasons approach maybe I'll do a season of division a season of destiny a season of division just to keep it fresh you know so I don't know I don't know just a thought
0: um but that brings us to the big uh to the big I think event I think the one that probably has the most fanfare around it um so humble and- <laughs> It's just, I mean, we've talked about it already. It's, it's, it's the complete opposite approach that Microsoft's taken to the way that they revealed Xbox Series X. We've known, we've, we've seen, and known what it looks like, as well as what it's gonna, what the rollout is going to look like for the better part of the last seven months. For Sony, we've seen a controller, and we've seen that's it, really specs. Yeah, that, yeah. Like we know the SSDs fast, and that's really it. Um, so I think, you know, the reason that I think it's going to be met with a lot of attention is because I, I said it to you already, both of you on, the, on one of the previous podcasts, it's just going to be a very dense news cycle for Sony. Like, I think once they get the ball rolling, we're going to see stuff about the PS5 coming out constantly over the course of the next four months or five months or however long it takes for it to get launched. but. hmm i think it's going to be full steam ahead and i think that that starts on thursday right like i think we're going to see games i think we're going to see the console i think we're probably going to get an idea of when to expect it um i think it might be one of those things where we start to see the way that they're going to be able to tackle backwards compatibility and you know similar features like smart delivery whether they're going to exist whether they're not going to exist so i think that there's gabby i think you already talked about this earlier last week like there's no plan for sony to Continue to release games for the PS4 that are just going to be upgraded for the PS5. So there's already a key difference in the two consoles. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this is mainly from first-party developers, right? They they have no. They've already said they have no interest of in developing a PS5 game playable for PS4. So there's that already fine line between the two consoles in terms of like I guess policy. Because at the end of the day, I mean, their consoles are probably going to be very close to the same in terms of performance i would imagine um it's r- really all the pressure lies on microsoft to to deliver on these games that are going to be on both consoles so that way people aren't like saying oh maybe microsoft is being held back because they're developing for like uh, two different consoles and we're not getting the full power of um the series x so it, it like it all lies on uh the first party developers starting with Three, four, three, and Halo Infinite. If that game doesn't look and play amazing, then people are going to be like, "Well, what the fuck?" You know. So, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be more optimistic and say that they're going to knock it out of the park with Halo Infinite
0: because I feel like they have to. So, we'll wait until July. Um, I'm excited to see if. You know, we talked about kind of the, the main things that I think that we expect. Like, Gabby, I don't know if you feel differently, Shane, if you weigh in, if you can. Um, but, like, what do you expect to see at this event? I think I think it's a given that we're going to see some first-party games because we have no idea what's being developed. I think we have our own specula- speculations, which we can get into a little bit later. But what do you expect to see on Thursday?
1: I think we're going to see oh, – I'm sorry, Shane. Did you want to you go. – you go.
2: I'll go after you. I just think we're going to see a bunch of first-party games. I think – I I feel like he, they're going to take a PS4 remastered approach on PS5 with some stuff. Uh like when we went from PS3 to PS4 and Xbox uh 360 or Xbox 1 to Xbox 1X or PS4 to PS4 Pro and you saw the like spec bumps in games, the remastered versions. I think we'll see some of those. I think we'll likely see more Ghost of Tsushima gameplay. I know we saw a bunch of it, but they'll probably show I wouldn't be surprised if that game eventually came to PS5. It might just be something as well where we just see the actual hardware and what it's going to look like. And that's kind of like the meat and potatoes of it. Because I don't, I think Sony has shown all their cards when it comes to games and what is coming out. I don't think, I think they went hard and heavy to end the generation. And then what they held close was the hardware because that's how they would still drive Buzz. And then now they're kind of, trying to focus on what games are going to come out for the PS5. I don't think we're going to see anything that's too out there or crazy. And if we do, it's going to be kind of like, um, was it Shadows of Colossus that was like teased for like seven years and then finally came out. I think we might see some of that stuff. Like some, bread- Last yeah, some like breadcrumbs. I think we might see some breadcrumbs for what's to come out in the generation, but nothing necessarily concrete. <laughs>
1: I think I think Shane has a a valid point in saying there. I, I have a feeling we're gonna get like a God of, God of War like PS5 edition. Um, hopefully you don't have to buy it again. Uh, I think we're gonna get Spider Man. Same same approach. I re- I really think we're gonna get those games to like look really good on PS5. And if we're if I'm gonna make a hunch and say like I guess brand new game, I think we're gonna get a Horizon Zero Dawn sequel um, trailer. I don't know if it'll be launch title, but I feel like we'll get something from uh, Gorilla Games. Um, that would be my biggest, I would say like my biggest bet would be that Gorilla Games would show a new trailer for Horizon.
2: Could there be a new kill zone in the works?
1: I, 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 I kind of hope not. I really hope they just focus on Horizon Zero Dawn because I don't know if, or if Ortega can chime in. Do they have two different teams that develop different like t- titles or has it all just historically been just the one team working on the same game?
0: Guerrilla as far as I know has been primarily focused on one game at a time. I don't think they've ever split.
1: Yeah. Cuz I feel like I feel like they really took the next step when they like forward when they released uh Horizon Zero Dawn. It was uh, was a hit in the box office, it was a hit like with with gamers. So I feel like it would be weird if they didn't follow up with More so than another Killzone game, because like I was never really into Killzone, and I was really into Horizon Zero Dawn. So, I hope I hope it's another Horizon game. But like historically, like they usually have a launch window game. Guerrilla Games usually does.
0: I'm gonna go against the grain with both of you. I actually don't think we're gonna see very much uh, of the of the I think we will see something that will show existing PS4 games running on PS5, but I think it's going to be more of like a sizzle reel as well as, you know, some, some improvements that the hardware has made on previous games, because that's actually been showed behind closed doors already, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that's, what's going to steal the show. I think what we are going to see is Gabby, I agree with you. I think horizon zero Dawn is going to have a presence. It's been three years since the first game came out. Um, The, the the gorilla team, the, the gorilla team grew from 250 employees in 2018 i think roughly uh to about 400 so they doub- they didn't double but they almost doubled their staff in 2019 so whether that's to work on another game or whether that was to continue to work on horizon zero dawn i think we 100 percent will see something from gorilla and i think that that will take us into the the first killer app that i guess we're gonna see for for ps5 yeah but i also think that you know it's i think it's i think it's It's easy to undersell what Sony does, but a lot of their developers, you know, Shane, you mentioned that, you know, they're, they're really going in hard at the end of PS4. I don't disagree with you, but I mean, Naughty Dog has two teams. We know one team is working on The Last of Us. We don't know what the second Naughty Dog team has been up to since Uncharted 4 because Lost Legacy hasn't really done much. Uh, I mean, sorry, Lost Legacy was already a few years ago, so we haven't really seen anything come from the other Naughty Dog developers. Um. Insomniac hasn't been active since Spider-Man, which was already two years ago now. Um, if you think about uh, Media Molecule re- released Dreams this year, I think we will see Dreams probably in the way that it's going to exist on the PS5 a little bit more. Um, and then I think we're also going to hear about some... Um, some stuff relating to VR and, and and the next generation of what we're going to see out of the PSVR headset and the way that that's going to integrate with PS5. <laughs> I um, totally didn't even think of VR. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, it, may, it, may, it may not be new hardware, but I think just basically, you know, how is VR going to play into the next generation of gaming for PlayStation? So, I, I mean... I think Sony has a stigma for announcing things too early, and then not you know showing off you know trailers and stuff like that. And to a certain yeah. degree, I think that that's valid. But I do think that Sony has had, if there's one strength that they've had in the latter part of the 2010s, is that they have done a good job of rolling games out gradually, so that there's a there's a rotation, and that they are having successful years on on the on the backs of the previous years. So Horizon had a really really great uh, reveal in 2017, God of War and Spider Man 2018. Last of Us goes to Tsushima this year, Horizon theoretically is up this year as well, which may allow us to see Spider-Man and um and what's the other franchise? God of War, sorry, again next year. Like I think that they've actually nailed a rotation Yeah, their big studios are, are are gonna be releasing games almost on a year by year basis. So it never feels like we're missing out on on a on a project. Um, from a first party studio for a long period of time and that's not even taking into account that some of these studios that are big under sony's wing actually have two teams that are working on a couple of different things i think it would be i think it would be shortchanging naughty dog to think that they're not going to put out the last of us 2 and probably already working on whatever their next thing is going to be whether that's another uncharted game whether that's an entirely new franchise whether that's a you know the rumored remake of of the the jack and daxter games like yeah I, I don't I don't see Naughty Dog slowing down with the amount of employees and with the amount of quality games that they put out over the course of the last five years.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I definitely think we're going to see something. My point is, and we're not going to see that. I think we're going to get breadcrumbs. I don't think we're going to get I I don't think we'll get a launch Uncharted. I don't think that that's going to happen because if you look at the track record with Sony and the way that they promote their releases, they normally will breadcrumb them earlier in the cycle and then they'll do like a a really early a mid and then a launch kind of hype train i don't think you're gonna see oh in five months or whatever it is when the ps5 comes out by the way we're gonna have a brand new uncharted game i don't i would be very surprised to see that
0: no but i think i think a year is a more realistic timeline because i don't i don't i think we're we're gonna see a couple of launch titles for Xbox, but I don't think we're gonna see a lot. I'm I'm just comparing the two of them. Consoles very rarely launch with a with a uh, great A list of games. We see a lot of third party developed titles, yeah. sports titles. Mm-hmm. We see some stuff that's been worked on for a period of time, but there's really only one or two launch games that are really there to to anchor the console in its first couple of months. It's not until the following fall or the following Christmas time that we start to see bigger games coming out that are actually taking advantage of that hardware. That dates back to the 360, you know, with Gears of War didn't come out until a year after 360 came out. Sony didn't really have any traction until uh, 2007, which was the year after the PS3 came out. Uh, and then it's the same thing with PS4 and, and Xbox One. Like we had Forza as a launch title. Mm-hmm. we got a couple of other titles. PS4 had kill zone but not really another killer app but by the time the 2014 rolled around that's when we actually started to see um some some first party brand new IPs that were coming out that were actually impressive yeah. and I think I even think PS4 and, and and Xbox 1 were at a disadvantage because we talked about this on a previous podcast but they were in that weird generational leap where people were obsessed with remastering games and we didn't actually get a lot of brand new ips for the first little bit so i don't think teams will make the same mistake this time i think that there will be stuff that is compatible with the next consoles but i don't think that that's going to be their primary focus i really do think we're going to see new ip or continuations of existing successful ip a lot sooner on into the console cycle and i think that that comes as soon as 20 2021 which isn't really that far away it's you know about a year year and a half away before we'll start to see some really really killer titles for both platforms not only playstation but also for xbox as well my only
2: thing is my caveat to that on launch with the new xbox uh coming out is the fact that microsoft bought all those studios so unlike any other generational first party game that that microsoft would have launched they never had that first party support whereas now they do so when they purchase those studios, they also purchase the IPs that they were working on or whatever they're working on. And they may have moved those to the next gen on launch because they've already owned those studios. Like they did the buy a year, two years ago on some of them, right? So I think we might actually see something that is unusual from Microsoft on launch um, in, in terms of them trying something really strange, not that it's gonna be successful or it's gonna be something that's amazing hopefully it's not going to be like that stupid, what was that lucky bunny game or whatever, where you're that bunny that hops around. Um But I I think that, tales? yeah, lucky tales. But I think that that is a different and an interesting caveat to this generation that's upcoming versus the last generation launch and the previous generation launch before that was the fact that, Microsoft really didn't have first-party developers under their umbrella. And because they bought up so many, we might actually see something different this year from them. And and to your point, it may not turn out that way. And it is usually, it does usually take a year to two years once the consoles really settle in for games to take advantage of their hardware. But I'd be interested to see if it's a little different this time. I I think it's
0: too soon, honestly. Like, I do think they announced in 2018 the acquisition of a lot of those studios, and throughout 2019, I think even if, you know, Ninja Theory was working on uh, uh, Hellblade as a sequel, like, it would be silly for Microsoft or any publisher really to blow their entire load on launch and then have nothing over the course of the next year. Awesome. Even just yeah. I, um, I agree.
1: I agree with what Daniel's saying. Yeah. I, like I think, be- I think it'll be
0: more sustained. Don't get me wrong. I think over the course of the year we might see a couple more titles, but I, I, I don't necessarily see Microsoft coming out and saying here's six launch exclusives that we're going to have because that's never truly been their MO. Right. Um, And I think that even just from a fiscal responsibility, like you're going to try to stagger if you have a great game, even if you have five games throughout the course of the first year, you're going to try to separate them by about two, three months so that, you know, gamers have a game to play in March. Gamers have a game to play in the summer, because if you release all those games, especially if they're all featured on Games Pass, they're going to go over people's heads. And then people aren't really going to purchase them the way that they've purchased games in the past as well. And that's another thing is Games Pass wasn't or Game Pass wasn't a thing when Xbox One came out. So to inundate everybody at launch with all these different titles, I think might actually be a little bit counterintuitive. Even if they're ready, there might be some merit in holding back and waiting for a more opportune moment to, to let Xbox gamers experience those games. Gabby, sorry, I cut you off a little bit. No, there, but I was I, I was
1: just going to say, like, I agree. Like, it doesn't make sense. Let's say if they could realistically re- launch six or more, like, exclusive games in, uh, at launch, it just wouldn't make sense for them to do that. Just solely based off of, like, No one's going to play all these games because, like, realistically, anyone who's a real diehard Xbox fan is going to be digging all their time into Halo and not playing all these other games. So it makes a lot more sense, just even consumer-wise, not even just, like, for them to benefit from, like, staggering out their launch. It just doesn't make sense for them to release every game, like, if they can in... in all all at once it makes more sense to stagger one or two titles every now and then just so you can still get a taste of an xbox exclusive game and it just makes them it makes their it makes their library seem stronger when they're able to say oh three months from now here's another exclusive in the three four months from now here's another exclusive so that's something that they haven't been able to do for the past like seven years so it's it's on the up and up for them for sure and we've talked about that on numerous podcasts but just to go back to sony and i, I know because that's been our, our our focus honestly ortega i i i hope we don't see a lot of remasters but my gut is telling me it it just makes sense because it's just always like that same that weird spot you're at the end of a generation what do we do to be launch a bunch of like 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 historically speaking there haven't been a lot of like killer apps that launch at, with a console. So, what other games do you release? You release remasters of games. So, I hope you're I hope you're right, but I feel like we're probably going to get a good amount of remasters. That's just I what, think that's what
0: what, yeah, I, what I think. I think they'll be available, but I, I I don't think we won't see games that will come out within uh, a year to a year and a half after the console's release. So, I I do think we see. I, I personally think we see either Spider Man or God of War. That's my take. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> that's what it. I
1: said. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll see both of them.
0: Yeah, and then I think that yeah, I mean, their big franchises will all have a a. a- appearance and I think there will be some surprises in there as well in terms of you know Blue Point we know is working on a couple of remasters. I hope we see uh, Rocksteady's title,
1: whatever they're working on. I hope we see that. Because you know there's yeah. gonna be third party games too. It'd be yeah. dumb for us not to say we'll probably see the future of Call of Duty during this event because yeah. I'm pretty sure they still have that partnership with, with uh PlayStation. Um like I said we might see Destiny. I'm who knows who else are they like partners with right now in terms of third parties besides like the big call of duty and and uh destiny 2
0: we'll probably see some avengers footage um if i'm not mistaken because they uh square enix and i believe they have a presentation at the end of the month but their sony is getting exclusive content for that game and that game is coming out super close to when the console launches so i think we will see some sort of avengers presence even if it's just a small even if it's just their name showing up on a screen that says these are developers that are working on mm-hmm. bringing games Position to our new platform, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we'll hear from them a little bit, and then maybe from Destiny as well because they uh, Destiny has a partnership. I think you mentioned that, Gabby, but Destiny has a partnership with Sony already. So I think maybe we hear a little bit more about that as well.
1: Yeah, just to talk about the Avengers real quick. June twenty fourth is they have uh, some sort of event. Yeah, planned we'll out. Yeah,
0: the game is looking more positive. Like I, I know that everybody. At least out of the people that we talk with, was very very negative on it. But I don't. I was one of them. Yeah, that, that game doesn't look fun. <laughs> I I honestly I think it's I think it's too early to judge, and I honestly think that it's one of those games where we're measuring it by what we already love in the MCU, and I think the game itself is it's distancing itself to a certain degree to try to create its own idea of Avengers, mm-hmm. but. Every, everything that I've read about it, everybody that's played it has actually been pretty optimistic about what it can become if they execute on on some of the promise of the game. Obviously, it can turn out to be a lame duck, like something like Anthem, but I think there's promise um, depending on, on what we see. But we'll find out more about that on June 24th um, and then obviously throughout the summer as we lead up to its launch in September. Um, but yeah, Sony Thursday, hopefully information on the console. Hopefully we get to see the console even if that's
1: you know, I'm, I think we're gonna see the console. I can. I'm putting down uh, a a combo at junior chicken combo on the line. One hundred percent, we see the console. We see the console. Okay, hundred <laughs> percent, we're gonna see the console. Yeah, I think we'll see the console. We've already seen half right. of it. We've seen the controller.
0: <laughs> pricing. Uh, pricing. Do you think that's something that Sony takes the the lead on, or do you think that they wait and? and I think
1: remote? they're just gonna go out and say it because there's already been so much talk about the price of the console. And I think it's like – because you, you know they know that Microsoft, no matter what they, the, they price it as, they're going to match it or undermine it by a little bit. Like I have a feeling 100% that they're – like that's already like in the back of their mind. So I think we're going to see – I think we're going to get the whole like E3 spiel that they normally would give. I think we're going to see the console. We're going to see the price and we're going to get a release date.
0: And we get a release – do you think it's a release window or do you think it's a specific date? I think we're going to get a date. Do you have a date? Uh, do you have a date? I'm putting,
1: a, I'm putting a Wendy's ch- spicy chicken combo on the line for that
0: one. Do you have a date prediction?
1: Let me pull up the calendar. We everyone's speculating, everyone's speculating November, right, for both consoles. November.
0: November thirteenth is my guess. Thirteenth. Yeah. And uh, consoles generally release on Fridays nowadays, right? Yeah. So I think November thirteenth, PlayStation. I think Xbox will be November twenty seventh. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, November twentieth, because November twenty seventh will be Black Friday.
1: Thirteenth and twentieth. That, that's your guess. A, yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say just to be different. the Sixth and the thirteenth. November sixth. Okay. November thirteenth.
0: Okay. Yeah. Shane, do you have a prediction? No, absolutely not.
2: I have no idea. November. Yeah, sure. Uh, yes. Before okay. pre Christmas, post Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call it? What? You used to you give it a a nickname
1: like the after yeah. after. Thanks American Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, I called
2: it the holiday gooch.
0: (laughs) The holiday gooch. I thought we were gonna say the holiday paint. Back
1: in our nerf days, I remember that.
0: uh yeah so friday i mean sorry thursday so we'll talk about it on next week's podcast um obviously and we'll, have recap some a recap, yeah. we'll recap a little bit we'll talk about our week and then we'll also talk about playstation's event which will be a pretty big part of our week mm-hmm. um other than that um we've got ea next week so we'll be tuning into that we'll talk about that hopefully that that's, that's this week bro that's on the 10th it's been pushed back it got pushed Oh cuz on the on Summer of Game Fest website it still says the 10th of June. No, it says 18th. That that's an 8. It looks like crap, but it's an 8.
1: Oh, I thought it was a 0, bro. No,
0: it's an 8. Bro. Oh, you're right. My <laughs> bad. That's why it comes between the 16th and the 20th. That, that, just that right makes that makes total sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I gone I got to goof that one. That's funny.
0: That's cool, man. Uh, yeah. and then we've got Ubisoft coming up on July 12th. So we're going to get some pretty consistent news. Th- there's Hopefully some-
1: yeah, there's some other ones, too. Like, on the 13th of June, it says there's a future game show. I don't know what the hell that means. So, that should be
0: fun. A digital showcase of up, some up, upcoming games. The PC game show is that. Honestly, it's just going to feel like E3 this week. Yeah, It's going to feel like a digital E3. And then,
1: and then we have uh, WWDC next week? Or is that... When, when was the digital event 22nd. happening? 22nd. Okay, 22nd. so that's coming up, too. Yeah. Cool. June, I mean, is,
0: I mean, June is historically generally a pretty good month in terms of, like, news. So... I can't wait to barbecue again and just have you guys sit in the back and we can all deliberate over all of the exciting announcements this week. Yeah, I'm down, dude. Dude, I... I want the Spider-Man trailer over and over and over again. I hope so. Me too. I hope so. Yeah, I think,
1: um, think we get a Mass Effect. I think we're getting a Mass Effect
0: remake. So you to, do you want to do a quick prediction on, on EA? Because EA is the following week, but we're going to be recapping PlayStation, so we might as well cover EA as well. Well... Just very quickly, okay. Five minutes, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, My opinion, EA. (laughs) Wow. EA, I hope sees the light of uh, of what uh, Fallen Order was able to do. So I think we see, I think we see another Star Wars, uh, franchise game. What that is, don't know. Hoping it's Knights of the Old Republic. There's been a lot of rumors around Knights of the Old Republic coming back.
1: Yes, um, there has been, like a remake, right? Like a remaster.
0: Yeah, or like a remake, remake or, or a remaster, like
1: a ground up. I think it was more of like a remake. That was the rumor. Yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, to lend some credence to that, um, the some of the main prominent characters from the Old Republic universe, uh, Darth Revan, uh, Malak. Um, There's they're releasing like pops and stuff like that over the course of the summer. So Revan actually hasn't had a lot of of, of media attention in terms of like. Like merchandising and toys, but he's gotten quite a bit in the last couple of months. So I do think, even if it's not a quote or a remaster or a remake, I think Knights of the Old Republic has some sort of presence at EA's show this year. Star Wars specifically will have some sort of presence. So that's yeah. my prediction. I, th- um, I think you're I, right.
1: I think I think yeah. we're gonna. I think we're gonna get both. I think we're gonna get. Uh, I think we're gonna get see re- something from Respawn in in the sense of the next. Uh, f- Fallen, whatever, Fallen Jedi Order. What is it Fallen called? Order. Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. I think we're going to get the sequel, the follow-up game to that, and I do think we're going to get the KOTOR uh, remake announcement. Um,
0: I think Anthem will get a little bit of a... Oh, uh, it's revamp. I think we'll find out a little bit more about that, even though that's taking quite a while because they're rebuilding the systems from the ground up in a lot of ways. And then I think, I think we do see EA's first remaster, and I think it will be Mass Effect... Or dead space, which we kind of speculated on a previous podcast, but Mass Effect makes the most sense um, if you were to put it all together and you know just kind of pretty it up and, and release it on the next gen of consoles. I think Mass Effect was a dud this generation, but I think there's a lot of love for that franchise, obviously for myself, but also from the Mass Effect community. I think it would be it would be nice to know that EA hasn't forgotten about the games that really established that franchise and. Even something as simple as a remaster and just allowing it to be playable for people that haven't had a chance to play it before. I think that'll be huge, and I think that that will set the tone for whether we actually see a new Mass Effect game at any point in the near future. Um, Yeah, so I think that's me. That's Mass Effect, Anthem. It's very Biowary, but Mass Effect, Anthem, and uh, obviously the sports games, and then some sort of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic reveal.
1: I hope we get some sort of Titanfall. I know you said something was cancelled recently in terms of like, I don't know, um, their next Titanfall game because that'd be cool to see that. I honestly don't know if they're going to even announce any new IPs. So EA's been pretty stagnant lately so hopefully they wow us somehow with uh, remakes, something that we've said maybe we don't really want a lot of, but if it's those remakes that are cherished and they're done right,
0: it'll be good. I so. think it's different because EA hasn't really embraced remakes the way that every other publisher and developer has. Like I don't think EA's they've remastered games, like they remastered Burnout and a couple yeah. of other games, but they yeah. have not they haven't done the full like trilogy really? remaster. They like haven't done that up. at any point. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, like yeah, just to be clear, like a remaster is more of like a here's your scale up for for texture, right. and a remake is more of like a brand new engine from the ground up. Right. Similar to like like uh Capcom making Resident Evil two and Resident Evil three like they're completely right. completely different games so I like if they take that approach and just make it like same with diplomacy seven right that whole yeah. just different just brand new experience would be cool so in a beloved world that people love like Mass Effect so yeah cool when was the last time they even released a new IP EA they just
2: released Star Wars.
0: Yeah, technically, Jedi Fallen mean, Order. Jedi Fallen
2: Order would be the newest IP. Yeah, they just need to bring back again. I will say this one one last time Steve. for everybody in the back, <laughs> besides <laughs> Steep on Switch. They need to bring EA Street back. The Street versions of games, EA hits the version of like the hockey games, like e- those were amazing games. Like EA Street. Ready to Rumble boxing, like bring those games back. Like, I think Ready to Rumble was EA. It might not have been. It might have been Fight Night. But, like, those games were amazing games that they shredded the studios that made them. They no longer exist and they just fell into limbo. But bring those sports games back. Those are the fun sports games. I think um, Super Mega Baseball shows that there's room for arcade based sport games still in the market. So bring them back.
0: There's another game that we, we we didn't really discuss but Dragon Age was teased 2 years ago. Yeah.
1: Um, I was going to bring that up, but apparently it's still a long ways away. So maybe they show an update, but it's apparently
0: like I said, yeah, it's still like far out from being re- released. Yeah, Battlefield might have a presence, it's been a while. But oh, I yeah, think so. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, we might see uh, I guess whatever Uh, Sorry to cut you off, because I remember they announced uh, Zampella was taking over one of the studios, so we might see something brand new from a studio like that. That'd be kind
0: of cool. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously what he did with Respawn, it was crazy to think that Respawn just celebrated their 10-year anniversary. I thought they were still like a 4 or 5-year-old studio, but they've accomplished a lot in the last 10 years with Titanfall, which was amazing. Titanfall 2, which was even better than Titanfall. Apex Legends. Mm -hmm. I think you know, for leaving the Call of Duty franchise, they've just set another completely successful set of, uh, of franchises for EA, a competitor of Activision. I think that they're very, very talented and I think they have the vision to be able to look over projects that are going to last the test of time and um, to, to for him to work on an iconic franchise like Battlefield 6 and taking the reins over at, at, at DICE LA. Um, I'm excited to see that. I, I know everybody hates on EA. EA, honestly, like they do some... They do some pretty terrible stuff, but they also <laughs> they also have done some really good stuff that they deserve credit for. They remade, you know, Battlefront 2 got a lot of flack when it came out. That game really turned around. Jedi Fallen Order. I know a lot of people hated the fact that they kept the Star Wars license, but ever since they really got flack for messing up the Star Wars license, they've actually been pretty on top of it, and they've done some great stuff with it. So there's really nothing in the EA's repertoire right now that I have any issues with other than you know, the, the yearly sports games that don't really take any significant leaps. But other than that, like, mm-hmm. they're, they've they been doing well. I feel like they haven't really done anything really poorly um, other than Anthem. I think that they've done everything else pretty well. Um, and they've managed, I think, a little bit better than we would have expected them to do um, going into the later parts of this generation. Because they every time that EA seems to build itself up, they also seem to tear themselves down by adopting the philosophy that they ditched in order to get successful. So they're caught in a a cycle of their own that they can't seem to ever break out of for a long period of time.
1: Yeah. And just a real quick, just a sentiment to respond. Like they, I feel like they haven't made a bad game yet. So they're talented. They're a talented group. So I'm excited to see whatever they put out.
0: We will find out next week. Mm hmm. Uh, that's all the time we got for today. We ran a little bit longer than usual, um, but that's okay. We had two weeks of stuff to catch up on. Hopefully everybody is staying safe out there, um, in protests and obviously COVID is still happening right now. So everybody please stay well, please be very considerate, uh, when you are out in public, if you are protesting, um, just, you know, take all the appropriate precautions to make sure that you don't get sick. Um, And hopefully everybody is doing uh, well um, health wise and also mentally with everything that's happening right now. Um, We, we are, you know, we're supportive of everything that's happening out there in the world right now. So just be, be kind to yourselves and be considerate of yourselves because I think sometimes we can, we can lose that in the grand scheme of of everything else that's going on. So uh, thank you for joining us and thank you for uh, giving us an opportunity to, to talk about some, Maybe some more uh, light stuff this week uh, than maybe what everybody's used to hearing. Um, but we're we're going to be back next week again. We're excited to to talk about what happens with Sony, and then also just doing another n- another one of these lovely updates that we love providing you with on a uh, bi weekly. Isolation. Date. Isolation.
2: I gotta say it's sexy. Isolation.
0: I don't have that in my body.
1: <laughs> Bye, everybody. Right. Bye, guys. It's
2: been a slice.
1: By isolation.